Exalt him high, lift him high. Name above every other name. We give you all the glory, all the praise, all the praise. We love you, sweet Jesus. We magnify you. Be enthroned in our midst. Have your way, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together unto the Lord, wherever that you are. I, I would like to entreat, if there is any empty seat in front of you, make sure you move forward. Make sure there is no empty seat in front of you. Let's do that quickly. The Lord richly bless you for doing that. Hallelujah. I want you to sustain the heart clapping as we invite our Father. It's a privilege for us to have him here tonight. Oh, come on, do it better. Do it better. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We bless your holy name. Give you glory for another time in your presence. It's always a wonderful moment if we have to come into your presence to learn. And we thank you for the privilege you've given us. Thank you for the blessed Holy Spirit who is always ready to teach us. We open ourselves to you tonight. Master, speak for thy servant hearing. Lord, we ask that the eyes of understanding be enlightened and that, Lord, you will cause us to assess mysteries of the kingdom through to, to get tonight's teaching. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. You are welcome to the teaching service. Um, last week, for some reason, I was not here. And uh, I believe you had a wonderful time because a prayer time in the teaching service is equally important. Amen. Because a false balance is always an abomination. So we need to balance our teaching service with prayer. So if you have to come and pray, 
don't get offended. Amen. It is part of the program. We have been looking at the subject working in the spirit for some time now. And we did mention here that um, to work in the spirit um, is a realm for the saints. Just as living in the water is a realm for fish and other mammals, other uh, uh, animals that are created to live in the water. So the believer is called to walk in the spirit. It is out of order for a child of God to walk in the flesh. Because when you become born again, you are born again by the spirit. And so if you are born again by the spirit, then you must walk in the spirit. You are not born again by the spirit in order to live in the flesh. You are born again by the spirit, so you live in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. And that's what the Bible says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. The secret place is the spirit. It's not the realm of the flesh. And it is only when you are in the secret place that when you have the covering of the almighty. So the believer's full potential is realized when he's working in the spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. And so we said in the book of uh, uh, Galatians chapter 5 verse 19 uh, to 21, uh, we're looking at the works of the flesh because um, the opposite of working in the spirit is to work in the flesh. And to work in the flesh, there are certain manifestations. And we looked at, we saw that it is about 17 manifestations of the work of the flesh. And that is what we take it one by one. Now we are at number, is it number 11? Which number are we? Look into your notes. We are going to number 11. Are you sure? So that is selfishness. Am I right? Number 11 is what? Selfish ambition. Give us the scripture, Galatians chapter 5 verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Yes. The work of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, um, idolatry, or idolatry, uh, witchcraft, hatred, verance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I have told you before, as I have also told you in time past, that this day that which they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of Amen. So, uh, number 11 says, talk about selfish ambition. Give me another translation so that we can capture that one. Praise the name of the Lord. Selfish ambition. Now, anytime, we are just going to number 11, then we'll come back to number 12 quickly. Now, selfish ambition. Selfish ambition. Selfish ambition is a distraction of love, of Christian love. Christianity is not built on selfishness. 
anything selfish is not Christian. And so, when you look about love, love is selfless. Love is selfless. So, when you, if you have to do something that is based on selfishness, you are, then it means you are walking out of love. It's like you are, you are looking through the internet, huh? you are scrolling through the internet and then you are walking out. So, you are moving out of the realm of love when you step into the realm of selfishness. They are miles apart. apart. Selfishness is a distraction to Christian life. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, now, the Bible tells us that love does not seek its own. It said, does not behave itself unseemly seeketh not its own. You see now? Love does not seek its own. So anybody who claims to be walking in love and is becoming selfish, that person is walking out of the realm of love. God calls us as children of God so we can walk in love. Now it is love that identifies us with Christ. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So, love is the Christian badge. When Christians are walking in love, the world gets to know that, oh, truly, these are disciples of Christ. It is the only identification, okay, that determines a disciple in the midst of the unsaved. So, a Christian who is not walking in love is lost. His identity is lost. Now, love also has certain manifestations does not behave itself unseemly, love seeketh not her own and is not easily provoked. So, when you see Christians who are quick-tempered, literally they're angry, you want to play with him, you want to crack a joke, he's angry, he wants to fight you, that Christian is not working in love. It is not a weakness. Oh, media son, let me say, I have a quick temper. No. No. It's carnality. It's a flesh. Is a flesh, the realm of the flesh. There's no justification to that. No. If any man is born again, it's a new creation. So if you are walk, if you are you are quick temper, nobody can play with you, nobody can talk with you. Little thing, you are angry. My brain, you are walking, you are being canal. Amen. It is a canality. It's, it's a canality. Because true love does not easily. It's not easily provoked. It's not easily provoked. Why? Because love, agape love, is unconditional love. It's a love, it's a, it's, it's a kind of love that does not have conditions. Agape love says, just as you are, I love you. I don't, I'm not waiting for you to change. I have been commanded to love you. So just as you are, in spite of what you do or what you are doing, what you are doing does not affect my love for you. That's the reason why we can even love our enemies. Because what they are doing or what they have done to us does not affect our love for them. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So, 
Selfishness is not Christian love. It destroys Christian love. Christian love is selfless. Love is selfless desire. It is lust that is selfish desire. And lust is a product of the flesh. I hope you understand that. Okay, we've, we've looked at this already. So, I won't waste time there. Now, let's move to number 12. Okay, the work of the flesh. Manifestation number 12. Amen. Now, number 12 says what? Dissension. Everybody say dissension. Say it again. Dissension. So, dissension. Now, what is dissension? Give me the New King James Version. Is that? That versions are finished. Okay. Now, dissension, what is it? Dissension. You can write it down. Anytime we, cover, we talk of dissension, we are talking about a disagreement in opinion. That makes a discord. A disagreement in opinion that degenerates into a discord. So it's like a debate. Oh, this is it. No, somebody, no, 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 that's not it. No, 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 no. It becomes a fight. It becomes a quarrel. If love is operating, disagreement should not end up in a quarrel. Where love is in operation, disagreement must not end into a in a quarrel. So where Christians are together, and then somebody says, No, it is this, so, 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 it is this. It is a world that end up in fighting. How many of you have seen people debating on issues that it becomes a fight? You've seen it before? That is what the Bible called dissension. A disagreement about certain opinion that degenerates into a fight, into a contention or a discord. And unfortunately, these things are happening in the church too. Where there's love, these things should not happen. In a church where it's being governed by law, where love is in oppression among Christians, dissension, disagreement should not end up in a quarry. Amen. Different opinion about what you think should not end up in a quarry. Praise the name of the Lord. Now let's hear what the word of God says concerning this particular scripture. This particular subject. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 14 and verse 23. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 14 and verse 23. Now here, let's read it. He said, remind them of these things. Then he said, charging them. So you see now, remind them and do what? Charging them. So God is not suggesting to you. Charging. He's commanding you. He said, look, this is how you have to behave. Charging them before the Lord. Hmm. Before the Lord. So it means God, he said, let God be your witness that today you are reminding them and you are commanding them. 
Let God be your witness. Why? He said, before the law, not to strive about words to no profit. Arguments has no profit. You may win the argument and you may lose the soul. There's no profit in argument. Argument tends to carnality. It breeds, it's a breeding point okay, of carnality. So, if you start trying to express an opinion and somebody wants to fight you, leave it. Leave it there. Leave it there. No fight. No fight. So, okay, if you think what you are thinking, you are saying is okay. Okay, carry on. That's all. No fight. Why should an argument end up in a fight among Christians? Am I speaking to somebody here? So the Lord, this thing is so serious to the extent that the Lord wants the charging to be done. Okay? In his presence. Charge them before the Lord. Why? Because argument has spoiled so many things. It has brought divisions among Christians. It has brought fightings. In fact, people have even died. Agreement. Have even brought the whole, a whole community. It has even brought war. So, as long as the believer is concerned, the Lord said, let this child be done in my presence. Tell them, this is carnality. Dissension. Sorry. Yeah, dissension. Uh, is it dissension? This is carnality. Quarrying about words. He said they should not strive about words to no profit to the reign of the hearers. Right. So when I come to you and I say, well, no, what you are talking about, this is it. This is the right. You say, no, 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 no. That's okay. Thank you. No fight. No fight. Keep your opinion. Eh? In this area, opinion are like what? Moses. Everybody has one. So keep your own. Amen. There's no need to fight. So the Bible said a believer must be very careful. Unbelievers must be, be arguing. They be fighting, especially about football. Believer must not be there because this is a breathing point of carnality. By the time you finish, you are drained off. You are anointing. That small anointing that you have is gone. After a hot argument, by the time you realize you are dry, all the prayers and the fasting you've done, that little anointing you have gathered is gone. And you have nothing. Even when you win, okay, no profit. Bible says profit nothing. Say no profit. Let he said what? Tell them. He said what? Charge. Let's he say remind them of these things. Charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to what? No profit. No profit. Everyone say no profit. Say dissension has no profit. Say arguing about words has no profit. No profit. 
So, prof, profitless venture. No profit. Hmm. Say, no, there's no serious businessman who will venture into something that will not bring in profit. Time is money. So, if that argument is going, not going to bring you profit, why venturing, venturing into it? Now, so, that is what the Bible says. Now, I want us to look at Titus chapter 3 verse 9. Titus chapter 3 verse 9. He said, but avoid foolish disputes. You see now, avoid. Everyone say avoid. So when a person raises it and he says, no, no, no. That, yeah, this thing that this guy is raising, it will end up in dispute. Avoid. Avoid. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's not go there. It's okay. Let's leave it here. Let's leave it here. Avoid. Don't go into it. Don't try to prove a point. Avoid it. Once it's breeding, it's starting, avoid it. Dodge it. In order to escape carnality, avoid it. Avoid foolish. Everybody say foolish. Foolish disputes. Genealogies. Genealogies. Then we say what? Contentions and strivings about the law. For they are, you see it again, they are what? Unprofitable. And what? Useless. Hmm. If you want something to invest, if you want something that will be useful, if you want some, something to invest your time into, don't go there. It's useless. No profit. Useless. Argument. Say argument has no profit and it's useless. Say it again. Argument has no profit and it's useless. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. This thing I'm teaching you, this is what makes you a believer. If you are going to allow the fruit of the spirit, you will shine. How many of you know that it is the fruit on the tree that makes it beautiful, that reveals his glory. A fruitful tree is a glorious tree. So a believer whose life is full of these fruits, the fruit of the spirit, wow, reflects in the spirit. Your beauty is determined by your fruits. That's what makes you beautiful. It's not that powder on your face and uh, those monocure, pandicure, what how do you call it? Monocure, pendicure, and what? And spas. That, these are fine, but they, they don't add to you. Your true beauty is in the spirit. And it's the fruit of the spirit that enhances it. Amen. So all these things makes you ugly. These fruits of the the works of the flesh, they take out of you. They makes you ugly. They destroy your identity as a believer. So, avoid anything that will bring you what? into push you into argument. Avoid it. Just avoid it. Amen. So, me, I don't engage in arguments. When I want to teach you, I rather teach you, I say, no, 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 Thank you. It shall be continued. I'm gone. You'll never hear from me again on that matter. I'm gone. 
why, why would I waste my time on you when others are waiting for me to come and teach them? I don't do that. I don't fight over words. I will find a nice way. You will not even know I'm avoiding you. A nice way. So, oh, is that so? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, I didn't know it. I'm gone. I'm gone. I've avoided you. Because no profit and it's what? Useless. I won't waste my time on useless ventures. Amen. Now let me read the second, the last scripture on that on that topic on dissension. Now, Proverbs, turn your Bible to the book of Proverbs and uh, chapter 6, verse 19. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 19. A, fal a false witness who speaks lies. Now, why is he saying this? Now, when you read the scripture from verse 17, read from verse 17, go back to verse 17. He's talking about things, even go back to 15. Go to 15. Therefore, his calamity shall come sadly. Sadly, he shall be broken without remedy. Then move it on. These six things the Lord hates. These six things the Lord hates. They look at it and say, yes, the servant is an abomination to him. So now we are going to take our time to look at the six things. Six things the Lord hates. And the servant is an abomination. Abomination. Now, what are the things the Lord hates? Okay, let's move it on. Verse 18. A proud look. You know, a proud look. A proud look. Hmm? The Lord hates that. The Lord wants the believer to be humble. We resemble Christ in our humility. It is in our humility that we resemble Christ. And by pride, we resemble the devil. Amen. Now, he said, a lying tongue. The Lord hates it. A lying tongue. A believer who is lying, the Lord hates it. A lying tongue. A believer, why, why should you lie? Jesus said, I am the way, the what? The truth. Now, if you are following the truth, why should you be lying? You cannot be following the truth and be a liar. Then he said, hands that shed innocent blood. The Lord hates it. And this one, abortions. Okay? Because that baby is an innocent child and you are sharing the blood of that baby. So it is not just murder, but sharing an innocent blood. The Lord hates it. Then, he moved on, he said, heart, that devices wicked plans. Wicked plans. You haven't carried it out, you are just planning. Wicked planning. <laughs> the Lord hates it. Then he said, feet that are swift in what? Running to evil. The Lord hates it. Move it on. Move it on. And it said, a false witness. A false witness. Who speak lies. That is number six. Then the seventh one, he said, and one who sows discord among brethren. You go, he said, hey, hey, 
when I was passing, uh, I heard, I heard Kudu and Nama, and I know by all means you are the one they are talking about. And you cause the trouble, and you come and sit down, cool. And then some a place is boiling, and you are cool. The Bible said the seventh one is what? Abomination. Abomination. Causing trouble, discord between brethren. You are the reason why Sister A and Sister B are not talking. You are the reason. Nobody knows who, but you and you know. It's because of what you told Sister B. That's why Sister A is not even greeting him anymore. This is an abomination. That one is not what the Lord hates, so it's an abomination. Amen. So, that is it. So, we want to end off with uh, uh, we are ending dissension. Now, we want to move on to number 13. Is it number 13? That is what? Um, heresies. 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 Now, what is heresies? False doctrine. False doctrine. Hmm. Most of you don't know how dangerous false doctrines are. False doctrines are so dangerous and I believe God will give us grace for me to be able to explain to you to understand that it is not every teaching you must listen to. Just like it's not every food you eat. Ladies and gentlemen, if somebody prepared an, a delicious meal and put DDT on it and you know it is DDT, will you eat it? Why won't you eat it? It's poisonous. It will poison your system, kill you. Just as DDT will kill you physically, false doctrine kills you spiritually. Because the word, your spirit does not feed on rice. Your spirit feeds on the word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Everywhere. So the word that you are receiving, if it is not eh, the truth, it, it is poison. Spiritual poison. It will kill your faith. So what you so that Jesus said, be careful what you hear. And be careful how you hear. What you hear and how you hear will make a very big difference in your life. Hello, have I spoken to somebody here? Praise the name of the Lord. So it is very important, it's very crucial for you to know that. Heresies. False doctrines. Look. You are not wiser than God. Some people come to church here. The next time you are somewhere else. You are here, you are somewhere else. It will help you. Amen. It will not help you. Now I'll show you why it will not help you. So, heresies is dangerous. And that's the reason why if you want to be a teacher of the word, it is the most dangerous thing. To be a teacher of the word, oh, you really need to be very careful. Because God is not going to have mercy when he's judging teachers. James, I think James chapter 3 verse 1. Read it, put it there, let's see. James 3 verse 1. 
the book of James chapter 3. He said, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive what? Stricter judgment. Before you start teaching doctrines, be very careful. Make sure what you are teaching is the truth. Because God, when it look, God will be judging people or people and say, oh, okay, okay, you pass here. When he gets to a teacher, say, he will frown. He frown his face. Because what you teach people may either kill them or give them life. So you, you see what the Bible says? He said, before you claim you are a teacher, be very careful. Because you are going to be judged strictly. So cross-check your facts before you come out with a doctrine. Amen. False teaching is so dangerous as poisoning people, as poisoning human beings. False teaching. Amen. Be careful what you believe. Because what you believe can either give you life or kill you. Now, let's look at this scripture in the Bible. Titus chapter 3 verse 10. Titus chapter 3 verse 10. Look at the Bible says. Reject a divisive man after the first and the second admonition. When you discover that somebody is teaching a false doctrine, reject him outright. Reject him. Just reject him. He's a dangerous man. You see, we don't see false teachers as dangerous people. Huh? Somebody comes to you and is telling you that there's no hell. He's a dangerous person. Reject him. First of all, warn him once. After second warning, he continued rejecting outrightly. Just reject him. You see the word? Very strong words. Reject him. I won't laugh with people who have poisons to give. I mean, no. I know you, 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 you self-poison. And I'll entertain you in my house. How about if you keep my, kill my children? I reject you immediately. You are dangerous. Those who pray with DDT are dangerous people. Let them be far away from your house. Because by mistake, a DDT can pour into your teeth. So reject them. Now look at what says. So he said, reject a divisive man. Everybody say divisive man. Somebody whose doctrine does not tarry with what you have been told is a divisive person. Reject him. Now it will be clearer here. First John. First John. I think second John, rather, second John. Chapter one. Verse ten to verse eleven. Now he's going to explain to you why you must be very careful about false doctrines. You yourself don't be a false teacher. And when you see a false teacher, reject him. Reject them. In fact, run away. They are kakai, first teachers. I mean, false teachers are, are kakai. Now, look what the Bible says. It said, if anyone comes to you 
and does not bring this doctrine. What doctrine is that? The one that you have been taught. Anything I'm teaching you here, somebody come and teach a different thing, is a dangerous man. If he doesn't bring this doctrine, do not receive him. Do not do what? Receive him into what? Into your house. Nor even do what? Nor even greet him. Even when you greet him, you have seen. Hello? So you meet a drunkness man. He said, Jehovah, uh, you will greet him, you have seen. Some of you say, oh, pastor, media, yeah, I will tell you, I will tell you, you are a big sinner. He said, don't even greet them. Hmm. Now look at it now. Now let's read it again. He said, if anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, he's saying something that is different from what you have learned from the scriptures. Do not receive him into your house. Nor greet him. Now he's going to tell you the consequences of greeting him. Let us move to 11. Verse 11. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. By just greeting him, Chempe, everything he has done wrong, you have a share. Everything he has done wrong. So, he said, don't greet him. Another translation said, don't even give him a seat. Don't give him a chair to sit down. And it's not just the drunkenness alone. There are a lot of false people who are going about with false doctrines. Different kinds of doctrines. Don't receive them. Heresies. False doctrines. They will poison your system. Amen. Amen. There are people who never come to this teaching service to come and learn. But they will be inviting all sorts of people into their homes. In the name of Bible studies. By the time you finish, you don't even believe in. You don't even believe that uh, uh, there is coming. Uh, what, what? Jesus Christ, Christ, Lord. You don't believe. Because somebody will just confuse you. There is a, lady, a, a guy many years ago. Very, very, very active in the church. After some time. Not this church though. Many, I'm talking about this about 35, 36 years ago. Very powerful, I mean, active young man. Then after some time, we don't see him again. We don't see him for one year, we don't see him. The next time we saw him, he has left the church. He has joined a church that they wear white gown from head to down with a red band. And then with a white scarf. So, we say, why? He said, because, because all those guys in the church who doesn't cover their head, they are going to hell. Now he wants to join a church that covers their head. God, that will take them to heaven. So, he wants to join the train that is going to heaven. I, myself, I was, I was scared with the dressing, but he was not scared. Only somebody like that coming, I ran away. Amen? Even the bread, the combination, 
is carrying. Amen. <laughs> and then they wear no sandals. No sandals. If you wear sandals, you've seen. No sandals. It's caring. Now this guy was so happy. Now he has found the truth. He has found the truth. What happened? If you study the Bible carefully, it's because he allowed them into his house. He started with, he greeted them. They greeted him, he responded. Then the next stage, sit to sit down in my house. Before you realize, you're on your way to hell. False doctrine. Don't greet them. Somebody come and say something that looks strange. He said, no, 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 no. I'm not listening to this. This is not what I've been taught. So how will I know the truth? God is not a liar. The Lord let you. Those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Eh? The Bible says what? Every, uh, what? Uh, 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 the, the, the steps of the good man are what? Are ordered. So the Lord ordered your step and brought you here. And so, God has not made a mistake on leading you into this place. Hey, if your mother is a mad woman, eh, it is a blessed me that is best for you. If you were born by a mad woman, eh, whether you like it or not, the blessed milk is what you, you need to take. Because you came from her. God doesn't make mistakes. So you don't greet somebody with a false doctrine and you don't give him a seat to sit down. Because if you do so, every sin they have committed, you will, have a, you will be a shareholder in their sins. Amen. Are you here with me? Okay. Now, final scripture on this particular topic. Heresies. Romans. Chapter 16, verse 17. 16, 17. And then we'll look at uh, wow, the watch is not working, so I, I want us to close 9 o'clock, so make sure make sure we are it's 9 something. 15 minutes more, okay. Now, uh, Romans chapter 16, verse 9, verse 17. Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learn and do what? Avoid them. No fellowship. Avoid them. Now when the Lord says avoid them, you can't fellowship with them. Anybody the Lord say avoid, you can't fellowship with them. What is sin? Sin is transgression of God's law. Sin is doing what God said don't do. That is sin. So if God said avoid somebody and you are not avoiding the person, you are sinning. Praise the name of the Lord. Am I speaking to somebody? Hallelujah. Now finally, let's look at the final um, manifestation of the work of the flesh. Envy. That is number 14. Envy. Envy. And I'll speak something small about envy 
and then we'll draw the curtains for tonight. Envy. Envy. Prophet chapter 14, verse 30. Prophet 14, verse 30. Give us, some, give us one song. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And now we sing how great, how great is our God. Oh, how is our God? Yeah, sing with me how is our God and all we sing out how great is our God is our sing Lord your name above all names you are out there you are worthy of our praise. And now heart will sing how great is our sing Lord your name above all names. Oh, Lord, you are worthy of our And now heart will sing How great is our God Oh, sing how great, how great it's our God. Sing with me. How great. And no sing. How great. How great. Sing how great. Is our God sing with me? Sing with me. Oh, and all will sing. Yeah, it's our God sing great. Are you, Lord, greatly to be praised, greatly to be 
praise. Father, you reign. Great are, great are you, Lord. Greatly to be praised. Father, you reign. Sing great. Lord, you are great. Yes, greatly to be praised. Father, you reign. Sing reign. Forever, Lord, you are great. Sing greatly to be praised. Father, you reign. Thank you very much. God bless you. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Okay, so um, our last manifestation of the flesh, the work of the flesh is envy. Now, what is envy? When we talk about envy, we are talking about a feel of uneasiness or discontent, being discontent at the sight of superior excellence. A feel of uneasiness or be discontent at the sight of superior excellence. In other words, when you see that somebody is superior or having a superior success, somebody is successful, you are not excited. And sometimes it accompanies with some degree of hatred. The fact that the person is successful, you hate him for being successful. That's what we call envy. He's superior than you. You feel like, no, how come? Why will he do better than I? That's envy. Now look how the Bible says about this. Envy is the work of the flesh. Do you know what, what love does? Love rejoices for, for others. Love puts others first. Agape love. Agape love says you first. Let them celebrate you first. In fact, I, I, I want them to celebrate you first. So agape love will promote you. It will promote others than himself. Envy says, Who, who does he think? Who do we think he is? How dare him? Why should he be better than me? And so, you are uneasy about the success of somebody else to the point that sometimes you have a degree of hatred towards him. He hasn't offended you. His only offense is that he is successful. Now look at it. Look at what the Bible says. It says a sound heart. Everyone say a sound heart. It's what? It's life to the body. There are so many things that pro pro promote sound heart. Goodwill. 
thinking good about others, walking in love, you will live long. And these things are not a joke. Ooh. These things are not a joke. When you, you love people, you wish them well, you are happy for their sources. It's life. It adds up to your life. You are happy because others are making it. Now, look at the second part. He said, but. That was a but. Envy is what? Rottenness to the bones. Envy releases cancer. Those who work in envy, very soon, they will have cancer to deal with. It's cancerous. And this is not a joke. It's not a joke. It is a reality. If you don't wish people well, and people are making it, and because of that, you are dying. You are poisoning your system. To the extent that your bones, not even your flesh, your bones will start getting rotten. So, you want life, be happy for people. Wish them well. Somebody is getting married. So, the fact that you are getting married is a sign to me that my own is coming. Because it means that God is still in the miracle business. Sometimes I've told you that if, you, if God visits your neighbor, it's a sign that what? He's in the neighborhood. So, you should be happy God has visited your neighbor because it's an indication that he has come to the neighborhood. And once God is in the neighborhood, one day you knock at your door. So that should even bring you joy. But if you are not excited, you wish them well, you wish them ill. You wish something has happened to them. Anytime I see him, I remind, he reminds me of my failure. It reminds me of my failure. Superiority is most much superior than me. You have a problem. Very soon, your bones will be rotted. And most, most people doesn't take this for granted. I mean, they take these scriptures for granted. But this is, this is life. This is the truth. Praise the name of the Lord. If your brother is doing well, be happy for him. If your sister achieves something, praise God for his life. Knowing that, oh God, there is hope for me too. But when you feel like he's superior than me, so something should happen to him. Something bad should happen to him. Very soon, you'll be treating cancer. Chemotherapy. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. I want to end here because our time is fast spent and I want to take two questions as you have been doing always. So, um, if you have a question, you just raise your hands up. They will bring the microphone to you and then you ask the question quickly. I don't want us to be closing late. So, is there a question? You raise your hands. Any of the any question pertaining to what we have learned today? 
Amen. Don't forget, we started from uh, uh, normal manifestation number 11, and that was heresy. No, we started from um, dissension, selfish ambition, and then we came to dissension and we came to heresies. And then now we had envy. So we've been able to treat four manifestations of the work of the flesh. Is there any question? Wow, that is great. You don't have a question. No question? No question. You have a question? Let me see your hand. Wow. No question. It is a sign. Oh, you have a question. Okay. So, uh, let's, our, our sister Faith. Let me please, with the issue of heresies, um, scripture says we should avoid them. And I want to know, avoid them as at the time they are bringing their false doctrine to us, or avoid them as an avoid them in whole? Avoid them, they are dangerous people. <laughs> they are just dangerous people. Avoid them. Okay, so I asked because um, I have extended families that are actually Jehovah Witnesses. And so the whole issue of avoiding them Okay, I now understand your point now. But avoid them with wisdom. Just avoid them with wisdom. Just at the back of your mind, you should know these are dangerous people. I love them, but I cannot fellowship with them. You don't hate anybody as a believer. Because how about if the person is your mother? Okay? I love them, but I can't fellowship with them. We don't have anything in common. I love you. Because the love I have for you will move me to even pray for you. So, so I understand where you are coming from. So, not if, if you have to get closer to them because of relation, fine. But something should be at the back of your mind. Uh, if you are playing with a snake, you know by all means it's dangerous. Or even a crab. A crab is not a good friend. Okay? Yeah, so if you are playing with it and it's smiling, if a crab is smiling at you, it's because it has not gotten opportunity yet. So you should have that at the back of your mind that these are dangerous people and I will not entertain anything from them. Amen. Is that clear? Good. So there's no way a Christian should hate. The only thing you should hate is sin. You don't, have, you don't hate another human being. We are children of love. But you must hate sin. So anything that uh, God said avoid, avoid. But then you must also have compassion for such people. Because for all you know, some of them can repent. Some of them, we, all, all of us, we used to be very, very terrible. How many of you know that? Can I have a witness here? I don't want to remind you of some things. But you know some things. Okay? We used to be very terrible. But look at us now. Grace has made us who we are now. So, you don't condemn people. You love them. Have compassion for them, but no fellowship. Amen. God bless you. Okay. Final question. Final question. Is there a question? Okay. Is there a question? You're okay. So, are you feeling shy to ask a question? Okay. 
I wanted to ask that we are saying that the abduction is a false doctrine. What if they to they see as that our doctrine too is false? Good. Good. That is a good question. Okay. How will we know which one is the truth? Because let's do they are reading some things to us. And they are trying to explain some things. So how will you know? Can I ask you a question? Okay. If you get to a house and there's an argument as to the wall is straight, another one say it is not straight, it's crooked. Then another one say, no, no, it is straight. Another one say, no, no, it is crooked. What should be the solution? You do what? Hello? I want somebody to speak loud. You do what? Yeah? You bring a level, a line. That will settle the controversy. The line. So, what did the Bible say? It's not your private interpretation. What is the Bible saying? That ends the controversy. So, it is not about what they are saying or what you are saying. What is the Bible saying? Have I answered you? Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Okay. Can we be on your feet? Eh? You want to ask a question? Uh, the question is supposed to be two. Two. So, you see me in chambers. Oh, you say it's related to her question. Yes. Um... Okay, let's do that. Do that quickly. Please, can you sit down? Sit down for one minute. You see, um, they take it from the Bible, but the interpretation from the Bible is different. Like, both of them are arguing about one thing from the Bible, but the interpretation is wrong. So, now and how would you find out? Good. Now, listen carefully to me. The Bible has its own interpretation. But the mouth of two or three witnesses Every word will be established. You should be able to get about two scriptures that support your argument. Then it is established. So they, they should look for two scriptures that support their argument. But the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word will be established. It is not about private interpretation. It's about it's the Bible. The Bible has the ability to interpret himself. So the quotation that he's quoting to you Ask him to support it with two scriptures. Amen. Be on your feet, please. Have I, have I answered you? Okay. Now lift your two hands up to heaven. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When the last days, false prophets, false teachers, false apostles, false 